What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back. We are back. We are back. It is Monday, July 25th, and we are back. I want to welcome everyone into the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, episode number 25, 24, I apologize, and we have got a packed show today. Uh, you, As always, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeart, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find this podcast. Um, you can find the show on social medias, on Twitter and the TikTok. Just go to either of those and search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. The profile picture on both of those will be what is the show logo. And give us a follow on there and give us a follow on your podcast service of choice so you can be notified when a new episode drops and on the TikTok and Twitter you can keep up with live updates from myself about baseball anything going on in baseball so on and so forth but we are going to jump right on into it and take a look back at the weekend series that we covered on uh, Thursday's episode First series we covered was the doubleheader from Thursday, the Astros hosting the Yankees down in Houston. I predicted the Astros to sweep that doubleheader, and I was correct. Um, The Astros are the better team, all in all. Yankees got off to a really, really hot start, mostly on the back of Aaron Judge and their pitching. But top to bottom, Astros are a better team. They are... Definitely a top two team. They're they're the best team in the American League, and, and top to bottom, they're the best team in the American League. They have one, maybe two holes in their roster that they need to shore up uh, over the next week because the trade deadline is next Tuesday. Um, one of those holes being uh, catcher. They have no offensive production whatsoever from the catcher position, so they definitely need to look into shoring that up. But other than that, um, maybe first base with Yuli, maybe an upgrade over Yuli. But other than that, you know, they are really, really um, just, you know, the, the best team in the American League. And it's, it's really not close. Um, next series we looked at was the Padres at the Mets. I predicted the Mets to take that series two games to one. If you remember, I said that the Mets would not start their uh, annual post all-star break decline until after this series and i was wrong they're already they're already in the middle of it um, because the padres took that series two games to one the mets did win sunday night baseball last night that was the one game that the mets won in the series um, but like i said the mets are already starting their post all-star break decline really they haven't they're they As usual, they got off to a hot start, jumped out of the gates really, really hot and really, really fast. But outside of that, they're really not a good club. They offensively, it's Peter Alonzo and the rest of the guys. They they don't use Jeff McNeil as often as they should, and he's honestly their best all-around hitter. Uh, They overpaid Francisco Lindor and. That's about it. Mark Canna is a role player that's having a decent season. Um, Luis Guillorme is another role player that's having a decent season. But outside of that, they really have no offense to speak of. They've really lived on the back of their pitching. But their pitching is extremely, extremely top-heavy. So once you get past DeGrom, and once he comes back, and Scherzer, and the, the rest of the guys, you know, are just – they're they're good, but they're not 
they can't they don't stick up their rotation doesn't stand up to the Braves rotation top to bottom. Uh, yes, Scherzer and Degrom might be better than any of the Braves pitchers, but after that, the Braves have the better rotation top to bottom. Uh, the Braves have the better bullpen. Um, so the, again, I, I fully fully believe that the Braves are going to win the National League East. The Braves are the better team, and the Mets are starting their post All Star break decline already. Next series we look at was the Giants at the Dodgers. I predicted the Dodgers to take that four game set, three games to one, and I was wrong. The Dodgers actually swept that series. Uh, so the Giants, another team on the decline. Last year, what they did really wasn't sustainable. Um, they really don't have much of anything. It, it was crazy to see what they did last year. I think a lot of that was Gabe Kapler and his uh, his managerial capabilities um, that he never showed while he was in Philadelphia, for the record. But um, the Giants, you know, they're, they're starting to slip, and I, I think they're going to be one of the preseason playoff contenders that won't make the playoffs, um, depending on whether or not, you know, the Phillies can bounce back from getting swept by the Cubs in Philadelphia for the first time in 22 years. But that's, a, that's, that's another story for another day. Next series we looked at was the Astros at the Mariners. I predicted the Astros to take this series two games to one. And once again, I was wrong because the Astros swept that series. Uh, Astros jumping out of the gates hot after the All-Star break. They are 5-0 and since the All-Star break. And they haven't been playing scrubs either. They played the Yankees in a doubleheader. And then they played three games against the Mariners, who were coming out of the All-Star break, holding a 14-game winning streak and having, you know, a, a, a respectable club for the most part. Um, but obviously, like I said, the Astros are the best team in the American League. And down the stretch, they are going to take over the spot with the best record in the American League, and they may even finish up with the best record in baseball. But whether or not they actually finish with the best record in baseball as a whole, uh, they they are the best team in the American League, and it's, it's really not close. Uh, the next series we looked at was the Blue Jays at the Red Sox. I predicted the Red Sox to take this series two games to one. And once again, I was wrong because it was a sweep. But this time it was the other team. The Blue Jays swept this series. Uh, I'm sure all of y'all have heard about it by now and seen it if y'all are listening to this. But they took game one 28-5. Big thing I took away from that game was what was Jaron Duran doing in center field on the Rymel Tapia inside the park Grand Slam. Uh, I guess he lost the ball in the lights or in the sky. I'm not sure. And that's fine. That happens. But then once it landed, he turned around and saw it, and he just was sulking, basically, and gave no effort to chase after the ball. Yes, the left fielder got over there, but still, you got to show some kind of effort, dude. Like, that's not cool. Um, so, But the, the Blue Jays took game one 28-5, and they swept the series against the Red Sox. And I guess the Red Sox were overrated. Um, I guess I, 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 as well as everyone else, had the Red Sox overrated because now they're a 500 team and they're in danger of losing the fourth spot in the American League East to the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, but, you know, they 
when you look at their roster, honestly, I don't know why anyone, including myself, did overrate them because they really don't have that great of a roster. Yes, they have Xander Bogarts. He's pretty good. Rafael Devers is great, but he's hurt now. And uh, J.D. Martinez is a shell of himself. Their pitching really isn't all that great. So if they want to contend for a playoff spot, uh, World Series is really out of the question for them. But if they want to contend for a playoff spot, then they, they're going to need to make a lot of additions at the deadline um, by you know next Tuesday, like we already talked about. And then finally, the last series we talked about on Thursday was the Yankees at the Orioles. I predicted the Yankees to take that series two games to one, and I was correct. The Yankees did take that series two games to one. They took, they basically bookended that series with wins. Um, and uh, Judge is once again on a home run binge. Since the All Star break, in the five games that the Yankees have played, he's hit four home runs. Um, I think he has 37 on the year now with these four that he's hit since the All-Star break. So maybe he is going to try for that 60 home run uh, milestone. Um, if he can continue this streak that he's on right now, you know, it could he could very well get back in the chase for that 60 home runs. I still don't see it because he is – apparently this year he's extremely streaky, especially with home runs, but – I don't think I think he could he he could eat, as long as he stays healthy and stays on the field he can easily break 50 home runs. I don't think he's going to get 60. And if I'm wrong then I apologize, but I just I don't think he's going to get 60 home runs. It's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure, and it's definitely going to be fun to see if he does resign with the Yankees or if he leaves in free agency, but uh, it is what it is. The Yankees uh, are probably the second, maybe third best team in the American League, TBH. But uh, the judge home run, the judge race for 60, that's going to be fun to watch down the stretch. And that will lead us to our midweek series that we are going to look ahead to uh, this week. I only got two of them. Like I said on Thursday's episode, I'm not doing three regardless anymore. I'm, I'm just going to do the ones that I find most interesting. And honestly, there was only two of them um, that I found the most interesting this week. And the first one is the Braves at the Phillies. Braves coming off of a 2-1 series victory over the Angels over the weekend, and the Cubs are – not the Cubs, I'm sorry. The Phillies are coming off of being swept by the Cubs in their weekend series, also in Philadelphia. And I have the Braves taking this series two games to one. Um, Braves, again, I said it earlier. I've been saying it for a while. The Braves are the best team in the National League East. Um, it's it's between them and the Dodgers for who the best team in the National League is, and they uh, – they have been playing like it of late, and that's without Ozzy Albies, who doesn't come back until mid to late August. So this is it's going to be a fun series. It's it's a division rivalry for you know the two legit contenders in the National League East, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And I do have the Braves taking it two games to one. The other series we have to look forward to this midweek is the Yankees at the Mets, the Subway Series. It's going to be a fun one. Both teams are above 500 teams, one of them being one of the best teams in their league, the other one being the Mets. And I have the Yankees taking this series uh, 
taking both games in the series. It's a two-game set, and I have the Yankees taking both of them. They are clearly the better team than the Mets, top to bottom. They have the better offense by far, by, by a landslide. The Yankees have the better offense. Uh, pitching is pretty close, but uh, the – Mets are without DeGrom. He is – he might show back up. He might come back and return uh, for one of the games against the Yankees. And if he does, I think it will be Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom facing the Yankees. But I still have the Yankees taking the series two games to none in the Subway Series this week. But that will lead us to our break, and we will be right back right after this on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. And we are back here on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, and it is Monday. That means we have power rankings, and this week we have our second edition of the Hitter Power Rankings. And this time around, most of the names on this list you would expect to find on Hitter Power Rankings. And as I told y'all last time, I am looking at the past two weeks in baseball, and there is a minimum qualification of at least 40 plate appearances in order for a hitter to make it on these power rankings. And coming in at number 10, we have Washington National Juan Soto. I've told y'all time and time again that I fully believe he is the best hitter in baseball overall, all around. He is by far has the best plate vision, the best plate discipline, draws walks better than anyone else in the game. Um, and he's, he's 23 years old, so he can only go up from here. He is having probably his worst season yet, his worst full season yet, um, which is saying something because he's still having an insane season. And over the past two weeks, he has hit to a line of 273, 455, 576. That's a 273 batting average, a 455 on base percentage, and a 576 slugging percentage. Three home runs over 33 at-bats. He had 11 walks over the past two weeks. Uh, that is – considering the past the past 15 days, not two weeks, it's the past 15 days. So that also includes the All-Star break. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he is number 10, Washington National Juan Soto. Coming in at number nine – we have Sean Murphy. Over the past 15 days, Sean Murphy has hit to a line of 349 batting average, 462 on base percentage, a 581 slugging percentage, two home runs over 43 at bats. I don't really have much to say about Sean Murphy. Uh, he's one of the two, maybe three guys that you would not expect to find on a hitter power rankings. Um, but over the past 15 days, he's had a good 15 days. So. He is coming in at number nine on ours. Coming in at number eight, we have National League MVP frontrunner Paul Goldschmidt. Goldie is hit to a line of a 297 batting average, a 366 on base percentage, 703 slugging percentage, five home runs, and 37 at bats over the past 15 days. He did have enough walks to cross that 40 plate appearance threshold. Um, Goldie is having the best season of his career. The numbers over the past 15 days have been down from what he's done for the majority of the season. But all in all, he is having the best season of his career, and that's 
that's saying something because he, over his career, has been one of the most consistent and best hitters in baseball. Uh, definitely a top 25 guy in baseball at the very least over his career. And this might be the year that he wins an MVP. Like I said, he is currently the front runner for the National League MVP. If the season ended today and I had a vote for the MVP, he would get my vote. Um, but he ranks number eight over the past 15 days in our hitter power rankings. Coming in at number seven, we have Colorado Rocky Chuck Nasty Charlie Blackman. Over the past 15 days, he's hit to a line of a 395 batting average, a 426 on base percentage, and a 674 slugging percentage. Two home runs for Chuck. And uh, that's over 43 at-bats. Charlie Blackman actually listened to the Starting Nine episode from the other day where they uh, interviewed him. I listened to that a couple nights ago. Um, He was a good interview. And uh, a couple things he said that I didn't really agree with uh, pertaining to war. If you did listen to it, it was definitely pertaining to war and uh, sabermetrics and fielding. Uh, statistics and whatnot but uh, other than that it was a good interview and uh, I do like Charlie Blackman he's a good guy seems like a good guy at least and um, he's he 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 does have the advantage of playing in Coors Field but over the past 15 days he has hit really well and he ranks number seven on our power rankings coming in at number six Texas Ranger Corey Seager. Corey Seager over the past 15 days has a batting average of 317, an on-base percentage of 388, a slugging percentage of 7756 to go along with five home runs over 41 at bats. Corey Seager uh, over the past couple of years he's he's become one of the top 25 hitters in baseball and he plays at a premium position of shortstop and he has got a, a lot of pop. He just every seems like every time I turn around I'm getting a notification that Corey Seager just hit a home run. Um but uh, he's having a really good year and uh, over the past 15 days he ranks number 6 in our power rankings. Coming in at number 5, we have uh, uh, Toronto Blue Jay Teoscar Hernandez over the past 15 days he has a 366 batting average a 395 on base percentage 781 slugging percentage and four home runs um, a lot of that may have came from the 28 to 5 drubbing of the Red Sox but uh, he has had a good 15 days because just that will not get you to that line he definitely did not hit four home runs in that game um, one, one of the handful of guys on this list that you would not expect to be on a hitter power rankings, but a good past 15 days. And finally, the last guy on the list that you would not expect to find on a hitter power rankings list, but that is Texas Ranger Laoti Tavares. Uh, over the past 15 days, he's hit to a batting average of 415, an on-base percentage of 478, and a slugging percentage of 707. Uh, one home run over that stretch and 41 at bats. Don't really have much to say about him. Uh, as far as the Texas Rangers go, having two guys over the past 15 days hit that well, uh, they should have won more games than they did, but they did not. And that will bring us to our top three. The top three are definitely and most definitely, just most definitely guys that you will expect to find on hitter power rankings Uh, Pretty much in this order, coming in at number three, we have Atlanta Brave Austin Riley. 
batting average of 391, a 417 on base percentage, 826 slugging percentage, six home runs over 46 at bats. He's got the most at bats out of all 10 of these guys uh, on this week's edition of the Power Rankings. And Austin Riley, I do owe you an apology because earlier in the season when you got out of the gate slow, I thought uh, that that's who you really were and that you would not return to last year's Austin Riley. And I guess I was wrong because over the past month, a month and a half or so, uh, he has proven me wrong. And he is definitely the hitter that he was last year. And uh, I was wrong. And I definitely apologize to Austin Riley. He has become one of the best hitters in baseball, one of the top 25 hitters in baseball over a full 162 and he is uh, working his way back up the the, the rankings and uh, I think he is second in the National League in home runs uh, uh, either him or Pete Alonso are second in home runs in the National League and uh, he's definitely got a lot of pop you could see I could definitely see him breaking 40 home runs this year uh, being a 40 home run guy for the Atlanta Braves and that definitely helps them since Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, apparently forgot that he was Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, coming in at number two, we have New York Yankee Aaron Judge. 364 batting average, 462 on-base percentage, 886 slugging percentage, seven home runs over 44 at-bats. Judge has the most home runs out of all uh, guys on this week's top ten. Um Pretty much said all there is to say about Aaron Judge earlier in the talk about the Yankees. He's having a really good season. Uh, I personally believe that the American League MVP should go to him and not Shohei Otani because, again, Shohei Otani is a, uh, a decent pitcher and a decent hitter, and just because he can do both does not mean that that makes him uh, the MVP. Um if he were pitching on any contender, he would be at best a three-hole starter. And, I mean, as far as hitting goes, he's basically Giancarlo Stanton. He, he can hit home runs, and that's about it. Um, so, if I had a vote, my American League MVP vote would go to Aaron Judge. And this week, he is number two on our Baseball Fanatic podcast, Hitter Power Rankings, which brings us to number one, Los Angeles Dodger, Freddie Freeman past 15 days he's got a batting average of 579 an on base percentage of 622 and a slugging percentage of 1132 five home runs over 38 at bats he does have enough walks to get him over that 40 plate appearance threshold uh, I think needless to say his triple slash line uh, all three of those were the were the top <laughs> in these power rankings. Um, the only thing that he didn't have was uh, he ranked third in home runs, tied for third in home runs with um, Corey Seager and Goldie. But uh, Freddie Freeman, if he can keep that up, which obviously he's not going to hit over 500 and have an on-base percentage over 600 for the rest of the season, but if he could do half of that, you know, he, he's going to give Goldie a run for the National League MVP. Um, so, good luck, Goldie. Good luck, Freddie. And congratulations to the 10 guys on this week's Baseball Fanatic podcast. Hitter Power Rankings, just to recap, number 10, Juan Soto. Number 9, Sean Murphy. Number 8, Paul Goldschmidt. Number 7, Charlie Blackman. Number 6, Corey Seager. 
Number five, Teoscar Hernandez. Number four, Laoti Tavares. Number three, Austin Riley. Number two, Aaron Judge. Number one, Freddie Freeman. So once again, congratulations to those guys for making it on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast Hitter Power Rankings. And that will bring us to our Random Player of the Episode quiz. Today's Random Player of the Episode comes to us from the St. Louis Cardinals. He is 33 years old, and he is an outfielder. Over his career, he's hit to a triple slash line of a 280 batting average, a 324 on base percentage, a 482 slugging percentage with 131 home runs and a 114 OPS plus, which means that over his career, he has been 14% better than league average. So far this season, Oh boy has a batting average of 202, an on-base percentage of 262, and a slugging percentage of 319 with three home runs and a 67 OPS plus, which means that this season he has been 33% worse than league average. St. Louis Cardinal, outfielder, 33 years old. His name is Corey Dickerson. So if you guessed Corey Dickerson, congratulations, good job. Your prize, as always, a thumbs up. Congratulations to those of you that guessed Corey Dickerson. Make sure you join us on Thursday where we will look back at the two midweek series we covered on today's episode. We'll look ahead to the weekend series, and we will also give a brief look ahead to the trade deadline. Since the trade deadline is next Tuesday, we'll do an in-depth look ahead on Monday's episode. And uh, yeah, but join us on Thursday for all of that. As always, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeart, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find this podcast. So make sure you give us a follow on your podcast service of choice so you can be notified when new episodes drop. You can follow the show on socials, on Twitter and TikTok. Just go to either of those and search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. The profile picture for both of those is the logo for the show so it will be easy for you to find Um, and you can keep up with live reactions to things and keep up with the show goings ons and all of that nature and slide on into my dms my dms are always open and you are always welcome to slide on into them and talk to me about baseball send me questions for the show any and all of that is is more than welcome so make sure you do all of that thank you for joining us today on the baseball fanatic podcast i will see y'all on thursday as always i've been troy y'all have been awesome peace love and rock and roll i'm out bye